So, welcome to a special Cooks of It episode. Uh, we said we'll see you in six weeks, um, only a couple of weeks ago. But a week is a long time in football, and this is York City, but we're, you know, we're talking about where nothing is ever straightforward. So, we've got a panel tonight of uh, Dave Hughes, and welcome back to Mark Debenham. So, first of all, first question is about Neil Hardley, sacked yesterday. Um, first of all, I'll come to you, Dave. Was it a surprise and how would you sum up his reign? I was shocked. I really was shocked yesterday, uh, to be honest. I think whatever you think of Neil Ardley, him getting sacked at this point in the season was probably not on anyone's radar. I think there was probably a lot of anger after the Barnet game, quite rightfully. There was a lot of emotions, you know, it's York City, emotions ride high, don't they? It's football. I think that we could have seen out the season. I do think he could have kept us up. By hook or by crook. I mean, having said that, I think as we record tonight, it looks like Woking have the lead against Gateshead. So, you know, it, it, we are relying, aren't we, on teams around us? It's really tight down the bottom. But I do think he could have kept us up and then built a squad in the summer. It's 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 whether whether this new appointment is a good is a good one. We'll wait and see. Yeah, and we'll, we'll come to that appointment in in due course. But yeah, I'll come to you, Mark. Some some say it was a panic. I looked at the sort of. Um... The Twitter feed yesterday and Facebook, what people were saying. Obviously, some, some crazy comments on both of those uh, platforms, but some people saying it was a panic. I mean, Neil Hardley had a three year deal. The talk had been, you know, a lot of it keep us up this season, Neil, and then next season we'll really go for it. Um, I think we could probably all agree that he brought some improvement. You know, there was a, an unbeaten run in there that, you know, we were harder to beat at times. Maybe the attacking prowess was quite was lacking on occasions. Um, but he knows this level of football. He's had success at this level of football. So was it harsh to eat, you know not even give him till say after the Wilson game, Mark? What do you reckon? Uh, well, I'm just trying to go through everything you said, Dan. I mean, first thing around comments, I guess, on Twitter and stuff like that, and different look, different opinions. You're always going to get that, aren't you? Um, and one thing I try and do now is is stay away from stuff like that because it's easy to sort of react emotionally to things. Um, I find, and I think people often do that, and they'll say things that they'll let a regret. I think maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, is it panic? I don't know. I mean, my perspective. Re- so I, th- I was saying to you. I think I said earlier, Terry, um, when you were messaging me. I don't. I don't like to listen to to Adley's interviews, um, and it's not because of Adley. It's actually. It's the form of the interview. It's the questioning and stuff like that. I just, I just find them terrible, to be honest. But I, I do like Hardly. But I was reading, I was reading his interview in the press on Monday lunchtime, and from what he was saying, and I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but it was the, the gist of it was, he was trying to say, saying I take full resp- full responsibility, but then basically saying players aren't doing what I'm asking them to do. They're not doing what we're doing in trading. They're not replicating it. And to me, that was the, what he was basically saying was, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else I can do. Everything we're doing is not working. Um, so I actually want surprised by it, whether or not he's actually been sacked or whether he's what, whether it's mutually agreed, whatever. I don't know. Um, in terms of the timing of it, I don't think you can leave it much later if you're going to change. I, I have a feeling when we when when Worthington came in all those years ago now, the eleven years ago, when Worthington came in, it was about the same amount of games left, um, and he was able to turn it around in that time, but it did go down to the wire. So um, I think the whole thing's a disappointment 
from start to finish. Um, they we should have had a manager in the summer, not later on. I said that all along. Um, I, I think it's bad timing in some ways in terms of when the so when he's come in. Um, I don't know if the I've I've heard that his mum's died recently, and I don't know whether that's true or not. You know, sometimes you see things on mess messages that my mates have put on a group we've got, and. If that you know if, that, if that's true, then bloody hell! I mean, he, he's got a lot more more important things going on in his life right now as well, hasn't he? But I don't know whether that is. Do you know if that's true? Yeah, that, that, that is that is true, I believe. Yeah. Did the uh, cl- did the club say anything about that? Um, I th- I think they might have done. Dave might be able to kind of back me up on that. But I, I know he mentioned after the um one of the games that his dad was up um to see him. Right. And, you know, this was a few weeks after his his mum had, had passed away. And like yeah. you say, football, you know, pales into significance when... Well, it does. It does. And, he, and he's, I mean, he's working through it. And it's not, it's not for me or anybody to tell him what he should or shouldn't do. Um, but, yeah, God, I just think it's been... The whole thing's just been unfortunate. And, yeah, there was there were times where we, we got some results. But also, on the other hand, like, things to consider, I think, as well. The two games... We, we've won two games away this season in the 98th minute or whatever it was at Woking at Dagenham, which any other season we wouldn't have won because... We wouldn't have had that much injury time, um, and you know some of the performances recently, the home games, they've been a shower. But I think we'll let let let's let's come to that under a different sort of line of questioning. I think today, yeah, yeah and, and you're right. You know, ultimately results are everything out there for a manager. You know that even though he had a three year contract and maybe there was a long term plan in there, when you've only won eight games all season and only three at home, um, people. People were starting to ask questions, weren't they? I don't know whether they were asking questions as in he wouldn't have kept us up. Um, Debo mentioned there about um, Neil Hardy said that the players weren't get, doing what he was asking him to do. Dave, there was there's been some sort of um, insinuation or rumours on on social media about a bit of player power, uh, maybe you know certain players being too close to the to the owner and having a word in his ear. Obviously, that this is all speculation, but. Do you think there's any any kind of truth in that, or any, anything that's because ultimately the manager is a manager, and he's supposed to be in charge of a football club in terms of on the field? I think it's a difficult one. I think none of us know what's happened off the field at the club, and there's probably more to this story than meets the eye. And you know, maybe we'll never find out what's actually gone on. These rumours they do circulate, don't they, from time to time? When especially when there's supposed disquiet amongst the squad. I think it's clear to see, certainly for the last few weeks, that a lot of the players don't look like the hearts to be in it quite as much. And whilst every post-match interview, he's talked about the effort they've put in and you can't fault the effort, etc. I think there has been performances where we, we've just looked off the pace and whether that's fitness, whether that's injuries, I don't think it is. You know, I, I, There is probably some some truth to that. And you know, we're all human beings. Not everyone gets on with everyone else. And even in a footballing environment, you're supposed to be professional footballers. But, you know, sometimes emotions probably get the better of you. Um, obviously, as you've, you've you've both already mentioned, his mum dying, that wasn't that long ago. So he's obviously had his mind on other things as well. Obviously, being Southern-based originally and family down south, he's probably been thinking about the bigger picture and... You know, sometimes, as you say, there's more. Well, there is always more to life than football, and and in these situations, um, everything else comes first. So I do wish him all the best. But as to whether there's any truth to it, 
I don't know. I don't know. I think I think that the the fact that a lot of players seem fairly close to the manager, um, and then there's other players who seem fairly close to the owner, it may well cause divides in the camp. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, and I, I almost think it's just that is, situation is inevitable when you have such a big squad. You know, it was very much similar when Gary Mills took over from Jackie McNamara. Gary brought in a lot of players um, of his own. There was the other ones that they couldn't get rid of. And that's a very similar situation here, isn't it? That there are players that, yeah, now finally some of them are starting to go out on loan, but it's been a big squad for a long time. And a lot of those players have not get, been getting in the squad. Some of those players we, we're paying a lot of money for. Um, so there is going to be discontent, isn't there? Um, let's move on to more positive things. So the new manager has been appointed pretty swiftly, Adam Hinchelwood from Worthing FC. Um, he's taken his, his coaching team with him as well, Gary Elphick and Cameron Morrison coming in with him. When you hear words like outstanding coach, free-scoring um, football, it's the sort of thing you want to hear, isn't it, Debo, as a, as a supporter? Yeah, but what does it mean? I mean, there's loads of managers that have done well at various levels, various teams, and like, you're talking about lower league football. <clears throat> lower league football is so like so up and down. Like you, teams, one season can be doing well, next season they can have a mare. You know, look at some of the you know seasons we've had in the past with Billy McEwen, with Martin Foyle. One se- one minute they do well, one minute they don't. <laughs> yeah, I just. All that just, just it means now to me. I mean, it's the standards. We've been in national. Well, we've been in national league north. We know we know what the standards like. It's dire. We know what we had to do to get out of it, and that was become a team that, literally un, under Askey, that just just bloody park bus, and then managed to nick a goal. Made ourselves solid, hard to beat. We weren't playing free flowing goal scoring football, but by the time we finished, we finished that division. I know uh, Gates had won it, won it, but by the end, we were the best team in the league and we wouldn't have got beaten. So, uh, yeah, free-flowing, scoring football. Oh, you know, he's, he's at the top end of, of a division, of, of a team in the division below. We're at the bottom end in the league above. You know, I, is it a right appointment? Do teams do this? You know, should you be looking at a manager who's at the top end of a division below should be looking for a manager who's experienced in getting teams out of relegation battles. You know, if you if you look at top flight football, that's where they tend to go. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it, it's come out. And, like, where does this even come from, this appointment? Like, it, it's in Worthing, it's down south. Like, what, where are the connections? I mean, I'm... I, I presume I'm the connection at... is, I think David Stockdale was with... Yeah. Brighton. Oh, so, I... I'm presuming I'm putting two and two together, possibly making five. I mean, Debo makes some great points there, Dave. I mean, we are in a relegation battle. There's no two ways about it. Is this a risk at this point in time? Or do we just need that bounce effect? And the second to that, Dave, you know, can these players do what he wants them to do? If he is attack-minded, um, this manager, you know, Neil Hardy has really has said all the way through, I can't get these players to do what I actually want them to do. Next season is where you'll see the real kind of Neil Hardy side. Obviously, he hasn't had a chance to do that now. But but is this manager coming in? Is is you know is he going to be the right fit for this this battle? Maybe if we were relegated and we were trying to get out of National League North, that you could say, well, you know, he's got experience of being at the top end of this this level. What what do you think? 
think I echo a lot of what Debo said there. You know, we 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 don't know, and the the fact he's come from National League South, whilst he might be a great coach, the standard in National League South is reputedly worse than the National League North by some margin. So whilst he's won the league below that, brought Worthing up into the National League South, and they're competing at the top, I don't necessarily know whether he's the right fit for us. Only time will tell, and unfortunately, we haven't got a lot of time left. I think it's a gamble, personally. I think it's always a gamble when you want to, you know, chuck everything on a new manager bounce. Because, yes, we've seen that happen. We've seen in the last few weeks. Kidderminster, obviously, there's been a bounce there, for example. But it's just a case of, is it too little too late? And it it could be that, you know, the players don't respond to him. It could well be that the players, you know, they can't give any more. And like Neil said all along, there are there are there are there are limits. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, when you look on, I mean, it's always the way with York, isn't it? You look on paper. Some of the signings we've made have been quality. A lot haven't. A lot have been, you know, ones we'd rather forget that can join a big pile. But otherwise, we have made some good signings. There are some there are some encouraging players in there, and when they when they are playing well, then they they are playing. You know, they do play well. I don't know attacking football. I've seen this a lot, and and if you if you look on the Worthing um, forums and you look on the Worthing the, the Worthing Twitter and all that, that the universal response is gutted. They're absolutely gutted. They are they are really disappointed that he's left Worthing. I think a lot of them are sort of thinking, well, he's swapping a team going up into National League for a team coming down, which may well be a valid point come the end of the season. But at the same time. He's obviously looking at us as a club, and with all due respect to Worthing, you know York City is a bigger club in all respects. And if this is him looking to kick on with his management, maybe in this next level, this new league, getting a bit more of a national name for himself, then fair enough. I don't know. I, I just don't know if it's the right appointment, and I think we'll see fairly soon whether it is or not. If we see a reinvigorated squad coming out and playing for everything they've got and playing for the badge and and you know, delivering this attacking football that everyone seems to be going on about, then great, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I, I, I don't buy that argument as why would he leave Worthing? I mean, it, obviously, it's a big move in terms of for his family. He's got to uproot his family to the other side of the country, but, but York City is a huge club that shouldn't be a non-league, and surely he looks at the potential and, and sees our crowds and thinks, bloody hell, they won three, three home games all season, and they still get four and a half thousand most games. So I've no doubts why he's taken the job on. Um, Mentioned there about the players. Devo, we we haven't spoke for quite a while, actually. Um, I I presume, you you know, you are someone who's very, very passionate. You know, you always have opinion on on things. A lot of these players now will have a fresh start, won't they? We mentioned about the squad being really big. Some of these players haven't been getting a look in under Neil Arby. I'm thinking of the likes of Tyler Cordner, who has cost the club an awful lot of money. Um, ironically, I think Tyler Corden was playing quite well when he was dropped. But then, having said that, we we kind of stopped conceding goals when he went out the side. And I think Neil Hardley could could vindicate that decision. Um, but he hasn't had a look in at all, even in the squad of recent terms. So players like him, do you expect him to come back in? What, what would you like to see? Which players would you like to see come back into the fold? And which ones would you like to see drop off? I don't know. Cause I can't remember who, who's gone out the fold, to be honest with you, Terry. I'm, I'm, I'm nightmare with, with names and players. Um, there's been some interesting decisions this year. Um, you know, the thing with Cardner, 
I mean, it was it it wasn't long after the Wigan game, was it? When he when he got dropped, I mean, he he made an absolute howl that night, and I was absolutely fuming with him because that, that that one that was schoolboy stuff. What he did that night, um, and you can't do that in games of that magnitude. Uh, I mean, Corner gives us a bit of attacking threat as well in terms of coming forward with the ball. You don't, see, I mean, you don't see that at our level really, do you? Um, and there have been times where he he sort of links up with Fallowfield with that long ball over the top, and that's not always going to work. But when it does, it's dangerous, especially with someone like Fallowfield's pace. Um, it was an interesting. Like I, I don't know what people thought about Hancock. You know, when Hancock was sort of taken out the side and stuff like that. You know, was that more? Of, was that an issue? Was that more of a forward-thinking thing? I mean, I, I don't really think Hancock is going to be someone that would be part of a a promotion-winning team. But he certainly he's he, he certainly done us a job. And last season, down at this end of the table, um, maybe there was a bit more forward-thinking. A lot of the players are talk about the players at the moment. I mean, for me. The thing that's really annoyed me recently is the way we've been playing, the formation, this wing-backed five-three-three-five-two, whatever it is, that hasn't just hasn't worked, and it's given us no consistent attacking width. It's left us behind in the play going forward, behind in the play going back. It's the only time we seem to ever, and I've said this before, I? the only time we seem to ever have any wits is when ball gets played out and the striker drifts outside and then and then wing-backs overrunning. Well, that's not good because your centre-forward's been taken out of the game. So, yeah, I so I know you're asking about the players, but and I'm coming back to the system and the manager. Um, I think player-wise, some players have really, really disappointed me this season, especially Woodyard. I think Woodyard's been... I think it would have to be awful. Um, and we don't seem to have a centre midfield. When we're attacking, Just, there's sorry, about a 40-yard gap. Sorry to cut in, Matt. Go on. Just to elaborate on Woodyard, because Woodyard is a bit of a fan's favourite, really, I think. I think after he got sent off at Maidenhead, I think there was a spell of games where he's regularly getting man of a match. I think the fans were saying they'd seen the real Woodyard. What What is it that you, you don't... When? I, well, I, I, think, I must, I I must like have missed all that. He sometimes cancel each other out. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doing the same job, and you only have to look at the gap in the middle of the park. We don't have a centre midfield getting forward. We need that. We've got nothing to go through the middle of the park with. I've said this before. I've said this at the weekend to, to to people. At the end of the day, like when we're attacking, good teams, good teams attack through the middle of the park, right? Whether they have to come back in, whether they have to from. You go through the halfway line in the middle of the park. You can go diagonally out wide. You can go mod like a bit narrower, straight on. You've got all your options. That's how you cut teams apart. We're not doing that. We're playing in straight right, straight lines down the wing, and we, and part of that is because we don't have anything in the middle attacking wise going forward to support. So that's York fans get caught up with with thinking players are good when they, they when they make a tackle, a crunching tackle, or the player pass like once in a blue moon. Like, no, players need to be doing what they should be doing in the roles. And so for me, that hasn't been happening. And that is where we're, that's, that is where we're really poor. Middle of the park and the fact that we're not having any width. And, and unfortunately, the, the width as well is also coming from the way that we're playing and how Idly set us up. So in terms of players coming back in, I don't know, mate. I don't know. There's too many of them. Too many of them. Um, 
Yeah. I'll, I'll bring you better Dave off asking Dev. Ask Dev. Ask Dev. Um, Dave, Matt's made a fair point there. You know, he doesn't think it's necessarily about the players. It's more of a system. I think Neil Ardley said when he first came in, he didn't want to play five at the back because he didn't think it worked. He, didn't, he thought you had to work really hard to make that system work. And then he ended up sticking with it because he, he got a few few good results with it. And then we, we kind of couldn't get that balance right, could we, between defending and being hard solid, but also not having any attacking sort of threat going forward. Do you think it's about systems or do you think it's about players? Do you think likes of Dippo will be looking at this and thinking you might get a new lease of life with a new system? Well, which system? I mean, where do we start? I, this is one of the things when Ardley wants to match us up against teams and we're just not capable, like Debo said, you know, we're not capable of adapting. We don't seem to be capable of switching play and actually being effective against a lot of teams in this league. Um, you know, Dippo, again, it's another it's another one, isn't it? This this amazing player from Scotland, player of the season, I think, in the Scottish Championship. And what, you know, great, good. But he's come down here, ridiculous price tag. And it's going to be a case now of is he actually going to be able to to fit into this this new this new gaffer's plans and 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 if if this attacking football is a thing then brilliant but he's got to have delivery you know he's got to have service and you know like debo said i mean i i'm not as you know woodyard for me i i think he's been he's been he's been reasonable i don't think he i don't think he adapts very well when he's been made to play in different positions, I do think that our attacking form has been very poor. So if this new, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see the new gaffer come in and, and, and play his style of football. I don't know, in honesty, whether we can adapt to what he wants to do. Because all season, like has been already pointed out tonight, Neil Ardley has said, I am limited by the limitations of the squad. I'm limited by what these players can do. And it comes back to your point, Dan, of is 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 this new lease of life for the squad enough that they can turn around and go, yeah, we'll play like that. That's absolutely fine. No worries, we can do that. Or is it just going to be same old City and we end up being vastly ineffective in the midfield and result-wise, um, it, it has a negative impact? Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? It'd be interesting to see what his first press conference is like and what his intentions are because when you're in a relegation battle, I think Debo mentioned there about Mitch Hancock's, yes, you could argue he maybe isn't going to be the sort of person who's going to get you promoted out of the league upwards, but he might be the sort of player who can help you stop going out of it the other way, mind you, because he's 100%. He offers you a bit of defensive protection, but he can also get forward. He also can get goals. I know some people will be shaking their head thinking, no, but, you know, I think even going out on loan to Hartlepool, I know he didn't play many games from him, he still scored for them in the odd odd start that he did. Maybe, maybe he comes back in. If he is going all out attack, this new manager, Maz Kuyar could definitely, you know, have a revival this season. You know, again, I think a few people with short memories about Maz. I mean, I thought without him, we wouldn't have got promoted. And that first sort of couple of months under Ardley in, in the National League, I'm sure he was top of the assist so he when we can get him fit and firing I think Maz is, a, is an asset to us yeah I'd, I'd I'd agree there um you know he's not had a particularly good season this year obviously with injuries and then coming back being loaned out 
and a fairly unceremonial, ceremonious uh, return to the club um, recently after his loan period at Hereford. I would like to see Maz at least in the squad, whether that's on the bench, certainly training regularly, and showing us a bit of that spark that he had, as you say, Dan, back in the last season. Um, and yeah, he, he had a massive part in the promotion as well. You know, he he was he was brilliant at times. And and again, Hancock's. You know, I'm not I'm not in the camp of Hancock's definitely needs to be in the starting eleven. But I think competition for places is really important. And if if those two players especially can make everyone else up their game a bit, then brilliant, bring it on. Yeah, I, I noticed um, again. It, this is only a. A small section of social media, but but Matt Oogler's come in for a bit of stick, Debo, this week. So certainly with the kind of what's what's happened with Neil Ardley and and you know spent all this money, we're languishing in twentieth place. I think that's a bit unjust, really. And I'm not just saying that because I've I've met him a couple of times. I think that his intentions are good for the football club. He's he's in, he's put his money where his mouth is, you know. Dave mentioned about Depot earlier. You know, we're talking quarter of a million pounds there. You know, people, the fact he's put put his hand in his pocket to pay that in the first place, I think, is far more than we've had of previous chairmen. Do you agree with me, Debo? That it's a bit unjust to give Oogler a stick, certainly at this stage in his sort of tenure. Well, you don't like to give any any chairman a stick, do you? Tate? I mean, you were you, you were a massive fan of Jason McGill. So. I was not a massive fan of that. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> Uh, is it is it unjust? I mean, I guess it depends how you look at it. Yeah, he's he, he's spent a lot of money. Where's he where's he got this money from? How old is he? What's his background? Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of the way he's conducted himself on on social media at times have been has been very immature. Things you don't want to see your chairman doing and getting involved in and stuff like that. You know, you that's not. Um, that's that's not what you want to say. It's like, even like tweets, like laughing at clubs and stuff like that. You know, we people were a lot of people were annoyed. I'm not saying what's on social media, but at games earlier in the season, we were annoyed with him then for how he's been on social media. And I think that maybe part of this comes from that he, he he's annoyed people, and and people are maybe also looking at him and thinking, well, actually, who are you? And you know, how have you actually come? You look at how he's coming to his money, allegedly, and stuff. And you know, he's got no no history of running football clubs or anything like that. He's a young lad with a lot of money. Um, who's and and one one of the common perceptions of Matt Ogler to people is that this he's spending his pocket money on his on a football club, and it's a bit of a fad. So when decisions like this happen. When people, you know, he makes decisions that people don't agree with, he's going to come in for flack, isn't he? Um, but we're still not 100% clear, are we, on whether he's been sacked, whether it's mutual, whether whether Adley's walked. Um, but, yeah, I think I think a lot of it comes off, comes off the frustration around how he's been on social media. And the fact that, yeah, you know, we spent, you know, we almost spent as much as bloody Arsenal and Chelsea in the summer. And got a squad as big as Chelsea, and uh, and we're languishing um, just above the relegation places. So, is it just? Probably, yeah. Part of it is, and and you know, like you say, maybe I'll just sit on the fence here and uh, 
maybe maybe some of it's not, but I know, I know where it's coming from. Yeah, I mean, play devil's advocate. And, and by the way, I was not a Jason Mickle fan. I'm not, I'm not having that. <laughs> I was trying to get him on hospital ball at the time. Which yeah, was, exactly. I was exactly. splinters on my ass sat on that fence. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you compare him to Glenn Henderson. I think he's he's pulls apart. I think I think he genuinely does care. I think he genuinely wants us to do well. And I think he he's admitted he's made mistakes. And I I think you could argue that that by parting ways with Neil Hardley, whether he's what's or not, or they've had a conversation, he's decided to to part ways. He's he's with the best interest of the football club. He's recognizing that that we're we're kind of hovering very precariously above that relegation zone. And also it's a, it would be an absolute disaster if we were to get relegated again. Um, Dave, what, what's your, I'm on one side, Devil's on the other. What do you think? <laughs> Can I join you on the fence? Yeah. Um, I think, I think to be honest with you, there's been a lot of quite strong reaction it's been emotional, hasn't it? You know, people are invested. We're all really invested in York City. You know, it's a massive part of all of our lives. And there is a section of the fan base who type before they think. And sometimes that isn't necessarily that productive. And I think that can also go for chairman as well. You know, as Debo said, you know, there has been some some tweets that have been a little bit questionable. Um, you know, you might put it down as banter. Um, but obviously, when you're in a position where you're running a football club, it's a position of responsibility in the sports world, whatever the level is, you know, you've got to show a little bit more decorum, I think. Having said all of that, as it comes back to you, Dan, he has put in a lot of money. And there are people, there has been, there have been, should I say, people on social media who've been calling for him to leave York City, etc. And that's ridiculous. I look back to this time last season, and I think we all do, and you know, the, the pot of money was, was whatever it was, was, was running bare. You know, we were running on fumes last season with the previous owner. And whilst it's always nice to have lots of money, I do think uh, both him and his mother have come in with the best intentions in the world. And they're not, they're not you know, they're not football people. They haven't, they haven't grown up in, in a football club. They haven't had family owning the football club previously. They've not necessarily done professional qualifications around running a football club, but that they're trying and you know the decision to sack Neil I think that will be at the end of the season it'll be a decision where we, we, we'll we'll go yep yeah, that was the right decision we stayed up or it might well be well we've gone down probably we should get him I don't know but I don't think I don't think a lot of reaction has been has been fair to be honest um he has put his money where his mouth is he has spent money and you know, there has been talk, obviously, um, you, you know, there was there was there was potential new signings in January. A lot was made of that. It was going to be a big Christmas, you know, biggest January in York City's history, that kind of thing. And obviously it didn't pay off. But having met Matt himself, um, I, I'm with you really, Danny. I think he does have the club's best interests at heart. And he had to make a decision one way or the other. And, it, and he had to make it at some point. And whether it's now or the end of the season you know, the decision probably had to be made. So, again, I think I'm on the fence a little bit, but I definitely think that he's got the club's best intentions at heart and it remains to be seen whether this new uh, appointment was at the right time. Well, I think we'll we'll, we'll sort of conclude it on that, that appointment. I'll, I'll come to both of you. Debo first. Are you more or less confident of staying up now based on the last couple of days? 
based on the last couple of days, they have no idea. Okay, because we've we've got a new manager now, and I have no idea. In terms of the last few games, I feel I can answer that better. Those last four games, I feel has been has been as bad as I've seen as us play football wise. And I think I said this earlier to you, uh, when when I was messaging you. I don't know if part of that comes down to expectation as well. That I should be expecting better because sometimes uh, you think back to some of the some of the games that Birmingham present at times it's been woeful. Um, but when you can't beat Darkin, and not just get unlucky against Darkin, but when you can't, I know we hit post, but apart from that, when you're not creating anything, you're getting beat, and then you play your own games and you're not re- you're not creating chances. And you're going to ban it and you're getting absolutely mullered. I know the third in league, but even so, it's, yeah, I, based on the performances, I'm, I'm less convinced. I'm more worried because we're not, not creating anything. Now we've got a new manager in. Is he going to change the way we play? We're going to be more attacking, more width, maybe. But he's unknown at this level. We've had managers come up from levels before that have, that haven't worked. Gary Mills was an exception. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried. Very worried. Dave? Um, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I think that a lot of it's going to be down to the wire. We're already looking at results at teams around us. It is so tight down there. You know, going on a run, we could be, we could be jumping up the places like no, you know, like nobody's business. But if we don't go on a run and we start to slip, and teams below us and around us are picking up points, then I really do think we're in trouble. Is it too late in the season? It, it could well be. It could well be. It could be too late to implement his uh, his strategy, his footballing strategy. But you know, we'll all be there on Saturday. Supporting him, getting behind him. It'll be interesting to see what he manages to do in the next two or three days on the training field. And it'll be very interesting to see who starts on Saturday. I'm very much looking forward to 2pm when the team comes out to see who he's picked as his first squad at home for York City. I do hope we stay up, obviously, like every fan. I think it's been a, it's been a, a funny season. It was a season at the beginning of this season we, we never dreamed we'd have. I think all of us thought we'd be... Mid-table mediocrity, or even higher. But you know, it's the life. Uh, it's the life of a York City fan, isn't it? It's uh, it's never easy. It's never simple, and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. You must be very privileged, Dave. I, I never get the team news at two p.m. It's, <laughs> it's always about ten past two for me. Um, okay, thanks. Thanks for your time, guys. Just just noticed that Rochdale are beating Wilson three 0 at half time. So maybe that Great. bodes well for Saturday. So uh, yeah, thanks again. And uh, until next time.